Welcome back to A Sane Future. I'm your host, Rich Kahn. My late mother would often tell my brother and I to speak clearly and articulate your words. I've always tried to follow that advice. I've also tried to follow her advice when it came to another of her popular admonitions, don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. I think this advice is particularly apropos in today's cancel culture, in which everything is either zero or 100, left or right, liberal or conservative, racist or Black Lives Matter, fascist or socialist, me too or not. I just don't think it's often that simple. I also don't think it's very productive to group everybody in one bucket or another. Not every bucket is black or white. Many are gray or brown. We're not one size fits all. Let's start with the Me Too movement, made famous by such serial offenders as Harvey Weinstein and Jeffrey Epstein. I think we all can agree that these two folks clearly belong on the reprehensible side of the equation, rightfully shunned by society at large. But what about Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, or ESPN's Mike Tirico, or Jeffrey Tubin, or former Senator Al Franken, or hockey analyst Mike Milbury, or for that matter, Donald Trump? Where do they fall? Where should they fall? Most of us remember the confirmation hearings of Justice Thomas, during which a very credible witness named Anita Hill detailed her experiences of sexual harassment by Thomas. It probably should have derailed his appointment. But times were different. Society didn't view his alleged misdeeds as career-ending. Thus, he was rewarded with a lifetime appointment to the nation's highest bench. The case of broadcaster Tariko is an interesting one as well. In the early 90s, multiple women came forward with claims of harassment against Tariko. His employer at the time, ESPN, found the claims credible enough to suspend him for three months. Tariko issued an apology and was deemed to have found redemption and was allowed to continue his career. If this were to happen today, I suspect the result would have been quite different. Ask Matt Lauer, for example. His alleged indiscretions have essentially landed him in the Hamptons Witness Protection Program. Will his career ever be resurrected? Maybe, maybe not. Stay tuned. Then there's Jeffrey Tubin, well-known writer and CNN's chief legal analyst, and today's offender de rigueur, who had the audacity to jerk his own chain on a Zoom call. He was summarily fired by the New Yorker for his stupidity, which has for now cost him a sterling career. But should it? He didn't harass anyone, didn't defame anyone, he just soiled himself. Is that enough to relegate him to the scrap heap? I for one say no, suspend him, fine him, that's fine. But that's enough, he should be allowed to reclaim his life. Al Franken, in my view, is another one who has been unceremoniously swept up by society's need to paint everyone with a broad brush. Remember, before he became a widely respected U.S. Senator, Al was a widely respected and admired comedian, who, as comedians are wont to do, said and did things that were inappropriate, but solely designed to generate laughs. And generate they did. He appropriately and completely left that world behind when elected to the Senate. By all accounts, he was a dedicated, thoughtful, and effective representative for his constituents. Oh, but his past, his past. Did he say stupid things? Sure. Did he grab the occasional breast? Yep. Did he own up to these things? He sure did. Were his apologies accepted? Nope. Sorry. He was cast aside as a miscreant, unfit for office. 
the Me Too movement had caught, captured, and vilified another one. Then there's the case of hockey analyst Mike Milbury, who was hired ostensibly because he had the tendency to utter macho pronouncements, which it was believed would sit well with his audience. That is, until he talked about the hockey COVID-19 bubble and how players could devote full-time to their craft, with not even any women to disrupt their attention. Milbury was quickly labeled a crude misogynist and taken off the air. He was canned for no obvious sexual indiscretions. Boy, how times have changed. Last but not least, of course, is our lame duck president. Many women have come forward with various sordid claims against him, but there he sits in the White House or on the golf course. Thus we have a system that rails against some, coddles others, while doing little to curtail the root causes. Very sad. That brings us to the current top issue of our cancel culture, racial injustice. Even a hint of impropriety can ruin your reputation. Well, sometimes. Maybe it's me, but the use of the N-word shouldn't be acceptable anywhere under any circumstances. And in most quarters, it isn't. That is, unless you're a rapper, or an edgy comedian like Dave Chappelle, who used it multiple times during a recent Saturday Night Live. Was he fired? Chastised? Nope. Nary a word. But in our knee-jerk, politically correct world, others haven't been as fortunate. Take Grant Napier, for 32 years the TV voice of the Sacramento Kings. In June, he innocently proclaimed that all lives matter, now considered by some to be a racist response to the Black Lives Matter movement. No trial, no judge or jury, Napier was sentenced as a racist despite an impeccable record of professionalism. How about ESPN tennis analyst Doug Adler, who was fired in 2017 after complimenting Venus Williams for her guerrilla tactics in poaching the net? Guerrilla-style tennis, spelled G-U-E-R-I-L-L-A, was such a common phrase that Nike used Andre Agassi and Pete Sampras in a commercial playing guerrilla tennis. No matter. Adler spent three years in purgatory thanks to a fraudulent character assassination by ESPN and the New York Times. He was recently and correctly completely exonerated. So where do we go from here? Well, we start by using some good common sense and reasonable judgment. We all want a healthy, respectful workplace, and people in the public eye who present themselves appropriately. Let's try to keep things in perspective, and apply reasonable fairness in all situations. Only then will we begin to restore some sanity and not throw out the baby with the bathwater. Thanks for tuning in to A Sane Future. If you've enjoyed this episode, please take a few moments to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast on iTunes. We can't do any of this without your support. Visit asanefuture.com and follow A Sane Future on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. This is Rich Kahn. Thanks again for listening, and please arrive home safely.